Hey, do you guys remember that one Rage Against the Machine song that went like, Yeah, testify! And it was like, total garbage? Well, by all means, we're gonna get some testify action today, and it's probably gonna be total garbage. Welcome to the Rage Against the Machine episode of Reading and Evaluating the Dead Sea Scrolls series. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to inform people that maybe they aren't aware of it. There is a website for the Very Lutheran Project. It is verylutheran.biz. And I'm not one for advertising or e-bagging. But on this website, we do have resources for house churches and for people who just want to increase their devotion. The VLP does a lot more than just discerning old texts and stuff. We have a lot of stuff here that is for you, including a support tab. I very much appreciate donations from anybody who's generous enough to help support this ministry. It keeps the lights on at my house and keeps my family fed. Just want to let y'all know that I greatly appreciate that. And please be expecting wonderful new things, more sermon manuscripts, more liturgies coming out soon. We got big plans for the Catacomb Synod and for the Very Lutheran Project itself. But that said, let's go ahead and move on here to the Testament of Levi in the Dead Sea Scrolls here. This is likely included in Qumran community literature because it really does hold up the priesthood that they wanted, not the priesthood that Israel had in the first century AD. Let's go ahead and read it. Then I raised my eyes and face towards heaven and opened my mouth and spoke. And I stretched out the fingers of my hands, and my hands, dot, 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 fragmentary, for truth towards the holy ones. And I prayed and said, Lord, thou knowest every heart, and thou alone knowest all the thoughts of the heart, and now my sons are with me. Give me all the paths of truth, and distance from me, O Lord, the evil spirit, and the evil inclination, and fornication, and repulse pride from me. And give me counsel, and wisdom, and knowledge, and might, so as to do that which pleases thee, and find favor before thee. And give thanks for thy dealings with me, O Lord, in order to do that which is splendid and good before thee. And let no adversary have dominion over me to lead me astray from thy way." And be merciful to me, O Lord, and draw me near, that I may be thy servant and minister well to thee, dot, dot, dot. Thou, O Lord, hast blessed Abraham my father, and Sarah my mother, and thou didst say that thou wouldst give them a righteous seed, which would be blessed forever. And listen therefore to the prayer of thy servant Levi, dot, 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 to practice righteous judgment for all eternity, dot, dot, dot. And do not remove the son of thy servant from before thee, dot, dot, dot. Then I went along, dot, 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 to my father Jacob. And when, dot, 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 from Abel Mayin, then I lay down and dwelt. And then it's fragmentary. Now, before we get to the next fragment of the Testament of Levi, just keep in mind, there are like full copies of this book. I believe Mount Athos in Greece, uh, that monastery has a full copy of it. Hopefully not for doctrinal purposes. Although, I mean, I seriously doubt the Greek Orthodox Church is going to be like, Wow, pseudepigrapha, this is cool! Well, let's keep reading. And I instruct you, my sons, and I will show to you, my loved ones, the truth. The chief of all your deeds shall be truth, and it shall be with you forever. Righteousness and truth, dot, 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 you will bring in a blessed harvest. 
He who sows good will bring in good, and he who sows evil his sowing will turn against him. Now teach your sons letters, doctrine, and wisdom, and wisdom will be with you for everlasting honor. He who studies wisdom will be honored, but he who despises wisdom will be turned into scorn and disdain. My sons, look at Joseph, my brother, who has studied letters and wise doctrine for glory and greatness and for kings, dot, dot, dot. Do not be remiss in the study of wisdom, dot, dot, dot. Everyone who studies wisdom, dot, dot, dot. To every land and province to which he goes as a brother, dot, 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 and he is not like a stranger, nor as a dot, dot, dot. All will grant him honor on its account, because all wish to learn wisdom. Those who love him are many, and his well-wishers are great in number. They will make him sit on a throne of honor to hear his words of wisdom. Wisdom is great wealth of honor for those who know it, and a good treasure for those who buy it. If powerful kings come, and a big crowd, and horsemen, and many chariots will be with them, they will carry away the wealth of a country and of a province, and plunder everything in them. They will not plunder the treasuries of wisdom, and will not find... Dot, dot, dot. Thus far, it is clear that this is pseudepigrapha. What is pseudepigrapha? It's when an author pretends to be somebody else, so that that person is given more credibility... If some guy in 1st century B.C. Judea writes telling people, Hey guys, um, let's be wise. Wisdom is super important and I, you want to rule things with rules and righteousness and seek truth. Well, if he's a nobody, nobody's going to pay attention to him. But if he writes a scroll lying to everybody saying, Ah, but this was Levi writing this. Then everybody's going to go, oh, I didn't know Levi wrote such beautiful words about wisdom. And oh my goodness, this is, this is several hundred, eight, nine hundred years before Solomon wrote Proverbs. Oh man, we really got to listen. That's the chief end of pseudepigrapha. It's lying to people to manipulate them into paying more attention and giving more stock of what you have to say. Needless to say, I don't respect pseudepigrapha, and if your church respects pseudepigrapha, I'm sorry, but they should quit it. But continuing on to the next fragment. The seven departed from me, and I woke up from my sleep. Then I said, this is a vision, and I am so amazed that I should have any vision. And I concealed this also in my heart, and disclosed it to no man. And we went to my father Isaac, and he too blessed me thus. Then Jacob, my father, tithed all that he had in conformity with his vow, and I was the first at the head of the priesthood, and to me, one of his sons, he gave a gift, dot, 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 to God. And he clothed me with the garment of the priesthood, and he ordained me, and I became a priest of the everlasting God, dot, dot, dot. Now that's that fragment. So what does this do? We can understand that this is pseudepigrapha first and foremost because there was no Levitical priesthood until Aaron and Moses. That was the, the Levitical priesthood. Levi had his inheritance stripped from him because of the Dinah incident in the book of Genesis. He had no land. So God said, okay, for this tribe here, for all these descendants of Levi, I've withheld their land from them, but not for the same reasons as, say, 
Reuben. Reuben ended up getting land in Gilead. He didn't get any of the main promised land because Reuben, the patriarch of the tribe of Reuben, had slept with his stepmother. The land that Reuben got was a consolation prize, but Levi's inheritance was stripped from him for the purpose of having a tribe in Israel that could be the priestly tribe. God permitted Jacob to take away this inheritance for that purpose. Here, the testament of Levi, Levi testifies that, uh, no, actually, I was always the priesthood. <laughs> My daddy gave me a robe. No, Levi never did anything like this. And there's nothing in scripture that warrants believing in this. But somebody who wants to shore up the Levitical priesthood in their preferred form will definitely put these words in Levi's mouth to grant them greater legitimacy in the eyes of the people. So let's uh, keep looking here at the next fragment. To sprinkle blood on the walls of the altar. And again, wash your hands and your feet of the blood and start offering the salted parts. Offer first the head and cover it with the fat and let not the blood of the sacrificed bull be seen on it. And afterwards the neck and afterwards the forelegs and afterwards the breast with the sides and afterwards the thighs and the spine of the loin and after the thighs the washed hind legs with the intestines and they all will be salted with salt as they should. And after that fine flour is to be mixed with oil and after all this pour out wine and burn incense over them and your action should follow the rule. Next fragment. These are what he said to me to be fit for offering below the burnt offering on the altar. And when you have made an offering from these trees on the altar and the fire has started to be kindled, dot, dot, dot. And now suddenly Levi is taking the place of Moses. God gave all these commandments to Moses, but with Levi, maybe they're a little bit different. Maybe we're justifying some departures here or some additions to the sacrificial method that the Levitical priesthood already had. What's interesting is, while the Dead Sea Scrolls have a book on Melchizedek, and they're basically claiming Melchizedek is a deity, they're not punting to the Melchizedek priesthood like you'd expect them to. Now, the Qumran community was all about the Zadokite priesthood, who they thought, well, that should be the real guy doing sacrifices out there, and by the way, now we're also going to modify his job. So the testament of Levi here ends up attracting them quite greatly. Continuing on here, I think we have like one more fragment, two more. The 40th year of my life she bore in the 7th slash 4th month. And I was again with her and she conceived and bore me a daughter. And I gave her the name of Jochebed. I said, she is born to me for the honor of Israel. In the 64th year of my life, she was born on the first day of the seventh month. Dot, dot, dot. Split wood, and first examine it for worms, and then offer it, for thus did I see Abraham my father taking care. He said to me that any of the twelve kinds of trees is fit for offering on the altar, the fragrance of whose smoke goes up. And these are their names, the cedar, the juniper, the almond tree, the fir, the pine, the ash, the cypress, the dot, 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 the olive tree, the laurel, the myrtle, and the dot, dot, dot. These are the trees which he said to me that they are fit to offer below the burnt offerings on the altar. And when you have offered any of these trees on the altar and the fire has started to burn them, then you will start to sprinkle the blood on the walls of the altar. And again, you will wash your hands and feet of the blood and start to offer the salted limbs, the head, dot, dot, dot. Wow, so cool. 
Now we have even more specifics. Qumran loved the law. They wanted to add to the law. They wanted to make sure that the law had extra laws on top of it in a way that made Pharisees blush. So now let's say there's only 12 kinds of wood here, 12 kinds of trees you can use for our offerings, or it doesn't count. Because after all, didn't you read what Levi totally actually said? This is obviously garbage. It's total garbage. Consider it this way. If someone came up to Congress and said, I found an amendment to the Constitution, the original 11th Amendment that the Founding Fathers wrote, but then it like got lost. But you can see this is totally Thomas Jefferson's handwriting because he wrote an amendment or something. Um, yeah, it says that we ban quinine. We have no more quinine because I, I, me and my community, we hate quinine. So like you can't take it. Um, there you go. No more quinine. Let's ban that. Let's have a special act of Congress to punish all the quinine manufacturers for their medication. And I, I hope everybody that ever did it dies because Thomas Jefferson, he, he totally said so. It's that bad. It's that stupid. But somehow, for some reason, when we look at this in the Dead Sea Scrolls, we go, wow, they were so devout. Oh my gosh. This is deep stuff. No, it's not. It's unbiblical garbage. But speaking of unbiblical garbage, let's now look at the Testament of the Patriarchs. Oh, did you think we were done with people testifying? No, we are not. The Testament of Levi or Testament of Jacob. It resembles the Testament of Levi from the Testaments of the Twelve Patriarchs here. But there's a little bit more there, so let's go ahead and read it. And how will be the building, dot, 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 and how will the priests be dressed and their hands be purified, and how will they offer sacrifices on the altar? And how on the whole earth will they always eat part of their sacrifices, and how they shall drink the water which will come out of the city under the walls, dot, dot, dot. Okay, now we're asking some questions. Ooh, interesting. Let's see if he answers it. And he will pass on to them his sons his wisdom. He will atone for all the sons of his generation and will be sent to all the sons of his people. His word is like a word of heaven, and his teaching is according to the will of God. His eternal sun will shine, and his fire will spring forth to all the ends of the earth and will shine over darkness. The darkness will pass away from the earth and deep darkness from the dry land. They will utter many words against him in many dot dot dots. They had a little S next to the dot 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 fragmentary sign there. Don't know why. They will invent stories about him and will utter everything dishonorable against him. Evil will overturn his generation because dot 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 will be, and because lies and violence will fill his existence, and the people will go astray in his days and will become perplexed. Next fragment. Do not mourn in sackcloth, dot dot dot, and do not dot dot dot. Redeemed, whether they are hidden fault or revealed fault, and dot dot dot, search and seek and know what is sought by the dove, and do not smite one who is exhausted with consumption and troubles, dot dot dot, and you will make a joyous name for your father and a tried foundation for your brothers, and you will see and rejoice in the everlasting light, and you will not be from among the enemies. Vakat. Has nothing to do with Levi. It seems to be that there's some sort of prophetic utterance here regarding maybe a descendant of Levi. It could shore up Qumran's belief in a dual messiah theory, a messiah ben Judah and a messiah ben Levi. 
but we don't really 100% know. Now, you can go out and read, like, the Testaments of the Twelve Patriarchs. That's an actual book and everything. But the real question is, why exactly would Qumran have this? And why would they just add a little bit to it? Well, let's keep reading here. Here's the Testament of Judah and Joseph. Ah, we are now moving on from Levi. If there is in their heart an evil spirit towards me, Joseph, Vakat, when I dot 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 and they came to me, they all brought to me the bags, and they fell to the ground before Joseph and revered him. He then knew that there was no evil spirit in their heart, and he could no longer dot 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 suspect them, and he could no longer dot dot dot, and he presented his brothers with a big meal dot 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 on my Judah's shoulder, literally neck and embraced me. That's it. That's the testament here that we have of uh, Judah and Joseph. Probably just an, uh, just a little bit of a recounting, a fictionalized retelling of the sons of Jacob coming up to their brother Joseph and bowing before him, begging for mercy. Okay, great. But there's a problem here with the language that tells us a little bit more. It begins, if there is in their heart an evil spirit towards me. And then later it says, he then knew that there was no evil spirit in their heart and he could no longer suspect them. Well, that shores up Qumran's theology where they tried to explain monergism by having God put a spirit in somebody, either a good spirit or a bad spirit that would lead them to salvation or damnation. And the vast majority of people on planet Earth, of course, having an evil spirit that serves Belial to force you to serve Belial your entire life. That's the doctrine here that Qumran's going to want to shore up with documents like this. Now, finally, here in our Testaments series, we have the Testament of Naphtali. Dot, 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 with the sisters of, dot, or with Ahiot, the father of Bilhah, dot, 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 Deborah, who suckled Rebekah, dot, dot, dot. And he went into captivity, and Laban sent out and rescued him, and gave him Hannah, one of his maidservants. And she conceived and bore a first daughter, Zilphah, and gave her the name Zilphah after the name of the town where he was taken into captivity. She conceived and bore Bilhah, my mother. And Hannah called her name Bilhah, for when she was born, she was in a hurry to suck. And she said, What, is my daughter in a hurry? And she called her again Bilhah, the cop. When my father Jacob came to Laban, fleeing from Esau, his brother, and after dot dot dot, the father of Bilhah, my mother. And Laban led Hannah, the mother of my mother, and her two daughters. And he gave one to Leah and one to Rachel. And when it came to pass that Rachel did not bear sons... Jacob, my father, and he gave him Bilhah, my mother, and she bore Dan, my brother. I can't tell you exactly why this is in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It was probably some sort of bargain bin of Apocrypha. You know, two Apocrypha for the price of one here. And maybe you don't want this one, but maybe you're going to have a use for it as they're collecting all of these documents. It uh, feels a little bit like I wasted y'all's time here, but I've got nothing for you on why the Testament of Naphtali is included here. But I can tell you why this next one's included. Let's go ahead and read the uh, something formerly called a Joseph Apocryphon. It's also called the Narrative and Poetic Composition. It reads, 
and the pagan priests and the worshipers of idols, dot, 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 the Most High, and he handed them over to the nations, dot, 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 and he dispersed them in all the lands and among all the nations, and he disseminated them, dot, 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 and they did not come, dot, 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 Israel. And he destroyed them from the land, dot, 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 and the nations did not leave for them a tent peg standing in the valley of vision, dot, 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 and they turned Jerusalem into ruins, and the mountain of my God into high places of forest, dot, 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 the precepts of God. Judah was also with him, and he stood at the crossroads to, dot, 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 to be together with his two brothers. And for all this, Joseph was thrown into unknown lands to a strange nation, and they, the northern Israelites, were dispersed in the whole world. All their mountains were deserted without them, dot, 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 and fools resided in their land. They made for themselves a high place on an elevated mountain to excite the jealousy of Israel. They spoke words of dot, 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 of the sons of Jacob and caused disgust with the words of their mouth, blaspheming against the tent of Zion. They spoke words of falsehood and all the words of lies to enrage Levi, Judah, and Benjamin by their words. And for all this, Joseph was put into the hands of strangers to consume his strength and break all his bones until the time of his end. And he cried and called on the mighty God that he should save him from their lands. He said, My father and my God, do not abandon me to the hands of the nations. Execute judgment for me so that the humble and the poor may not perish. Thou hast no need of any nation or people to help thee. Thy finger is greater and more powerful than anything in the world, for thou optest for the truth. And in thy hand there is no violence whatever. Also thy mercies are many, and thy loving kindness is great for all those who seek thee. They took my land from me, and from all my brothers who have joined me, a nation of enemies resides on it. And they opened their mouth with anger against all the sons of Jacob, thy friend, dot, 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 at the time when thou wilt destroy them from the whole world, and they will give, dot, 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 I will rise to enact judgment and righteousness, dot, 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 to do the will of my creator and to offer sacrifices, dot, 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 my God, I will proclaim thy mercies. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, and I will bless thee, dot, 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 the first things and to teach thy precepts to the sinners and to all who have forsaken thy law, dot, 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 and evil so that thy testimonies will not rebuke me and to proclaim thy righteousness, dot, 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 for thou art a great, holy, mighty, powerful, awe-inspiring and wonderful God, dot, 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 the heaven and the earth and even in the depth of the ocean majesty and dot, 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 I know and I have understood and, so that's the first big fragment here. What is this establishing? It's talking about the northern tribes. This is a little bit of a diatribe concerning the Samaritans here. Oh, don't you Samaritans know that you should be doing things our way, half-breeds? Don't you know that, you know, it was prophesied that you were supposed to, like, repent and go to God and apologize? Come on. Even Jacob knew this. This is a polemic work that is intended to manipulate Samaritans. All those guys out there in Samaria who had their own temple, they had their own beliefs, they had their own way of going about things. But we continue on to the next fragment. A heart teaching understanding, a mouth proclaiming judgment. For my words are sweeter than honey and surpass wine. My tongue is truth and all the words of my mouth are righteousness. Their testimonies shall not destroy, and their portions shall not perish, for all of them 
dot, dot, dot. The Lord has opened my mouth, and the words of my tongue are from him, and they speak to me to proclaim, dot, 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 his mercies. He will not give his precepts to another nation, nor will he crown every stranger for, dot, 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 between them the covenant which he made with Jacob, that they should be his people for all eternity, dot, 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 visiting destruction on Israel to exterminate them by the hand of the nations, all the plagues and the inheritance of dot, 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 and he will seek their blood from their hands. See what he did to Midian, dot, 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 one. He was Zimri, the son of Salu, and the five kings of Midian were killed. Next fragment. All his servants, Og, dot, dot, dot. His height was dot, 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 cubits and a half, and two cubits was his width. The spear like a cedar tree, the shield like a tower, sweet-footed, seven stadia distant. He did not stand, dot, 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 and I did not repeat, for the Lord our God smashed him, and with the sword, dot, 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 and I made slings to wound, dot, 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 for war to take strongholds and to shock. So this is the second reason that we have this included in Qumran. Let's take a look at those very, very blatant, incredibly unscriptural, evil words here. He will not give his precepts to another nation, nor will he crown every stranger. For between them the covenant which he made with Jacob, that they should be his people for all eternity. That is vile, wicked, blasphemous heresy. And it goes against everything the Bible teaches. This apocryphal document is being used to shore up Qumran's genocidal hypersectarian theology that says everybody who isn't us must die. In fact, God will not even teach his precepts to Gentiles, to non-Israelites. Oh, those Samaritans, well, listen, they are descended from the northern tribes. We can, we can figure that out and get them to repent and say there was a prophecy or something. But every other people, they are just going to die. Even if God used them to judge Israel and Judah, he does not love them. He hates them. He has nothing for them except judgment and death. And what's the logic that they have? Well, God made a covenant with us and not with them. So clearly that means he would never, ever, ever share anything with them or do anything for them. We, we have the covenant, so we're the best. Yeah, boys and girls, that's what we call heresy. That's what we call evidence that everybody that believed in what Qumran believed is now burning in hell. Anyway, let's move on here to the testament of Kahat. What on earth is the testament of Kahat? As we've been covering throughout this recording here, it seems that in apocryphal literature, especially pseudepigrapha, what they love to do is mimic some sort of deathbed instructional speech from a patriarch. Because if they're dead, they can't say to anybody that they didn't actually write it. But for the people that may have known them, and said, well, hey, this guy would never would have said this, then the pseudepigraphal author can say, aha, but it was on his deathbed. <laughs> that sort of thing. And they have this collection of these things where, well, maybe you don't hear about a guy named Kahat in the Bible, but you will hear similar language that shores it up. Maybe Kahat was an important figure to these people, and somebody wanted to add words into his mouth. Now, even though it is spelled with a Q, it could be a reference to Kohath, one of the three sub-clans of the tribe of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. 
In fact, we're going to see some strong evidence of that coming from the text here. Let's read. I and the God of gods for all eternity, and he will shine light on you and will let you know his great name. And you will know him, that he is the God of eternity, and the Lord of all the deeds, and the ruler of all, dealing with them according to his good pleasure. And he will make for you rejoicing, and for your sons joy for the generations of truth forever. Now, my sons, be careful with the heritage that is handed over to you, which your fathers have given you. Do not give your heritage to strangers and your inheritance to knaves so that you become humiliated and foolish in their eyes and they despise you. For although sojourners among you, they will be your chiefs. So hold to the word of Jacob your father and seize the laws of Abraham and the righteousness of Levi and mine and be holy and pure of all fornication in the community. And hold the truth, and walk straight, and not with a double heart, but with a pure heart, and a true and good spirit. And you will give me a good name among you, and a rejoicing to Levi, and joy to Jacob, delight to Isaac, and glory to Abraham. Because you will keep and walk in the heritage which your fathers will have left you. Truth, and righteousness, and uprightness, and perfection, and purity, and holiness, and the priesthood, according to all that you have been commanded. And according to all that I will have taught you in truth from now until all the age, dot, dot, dot. Every word of truth will come upon you, dot, dot, dot. Eternal blessing will reside on you, and will become for you, dot, dot, dot. Stay for all the eternal generations, and will no more, dot, dot, dot. From your correction, and you will establish yourselves to pronounce judgment over dot dot dot, and to see the faults of all the sinners of the ages, dot dot dot, to be cast into the fire and the oceans and into all the cavities for dot dot dot, in the generations of truth, and all the sons of wickedness, dot dot dot. And now, Amram, my son, I instruct you and your sons to their sons. I instruct you dot dot dot. And they have given to Levi my father, and Levi my father gave it them to me. All my books and testimony, that through them you should beware, dot, 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 and that there should be for you through them much merit when you walk in conformity with them, Vakat. So again, I guarantee you Kohath did not write this. And, or Kahat, if it's some other dude that claims heritage from Levi. Because, given the context here, there was no Levitical priesthood yet when Kohath was alive. Gershom, Kohath, and Merari weren't around for the Levitical priesthood to exist yet. But the person who wrote this was probably pretty clever because now we get to follow it up with the testament of Amram, who is the father of Moses. Now, this is a little embarrassing. Amram married his aunt, Jochebed, and uh, the two produced Moses. Kind of gross, right? But we have a testament from Amram here, and maybe we have a little bit of a clue as to why he did what he did. Copy of the book of the words of the vision of Amram, the son of Kehat, son of Levi. All that he explained to his sons and enjoined on them the day of his death in his 137th year, which was the year of his death, in the 152nd year of Israel's exile in Egypt. Dot, 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 to call Uziel his youngest brother. And he married to him Miriam his daughter and said to her, You are thirty years old. And he gave a banquet lasting seven days. And he ate and drank and made merry during the banquet. Then when the days of the banquet were completed, he sent to call Aaron his son. 
And he was about twenty years old, and said to him, Call my son the messengers, your brothers, from the house of dot dot dot. Kahat went there to stay and dwell and build dot dot dot. Many of the sons of my uncle together dot dot dot. A man as our work was very great until the dead would be buried. Vakat. In the year of my beginning, when the news of a war became worrying, with my consent, our company returned to the land of Egypt, and I went to bury them, and they did not build the tombs of our fathers. And my father, Kahat, and my wife, Jochebed, left me to stand and build and provide them with all their needs from the land of Canaan. And we stayed in Hebron while we were building. Vakat. A war broke out between the Philistines and the Egyptians, and the Philistines and Canaanites defeated the Egyptians, and they closed the frontiers of Egypt. And it was impossible for Jochebed, my wife, to go from Egypt to Canaan for forty-one years, and we could not return to Egypt, therefore we could not dot 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 the war between Egypt and Canaan and the Philistines. And during all this, Jochebed, my wife, was away from me in the land of Egypt, dot 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 my post, dot dot dot, for she was not with me. And I did not take another wife, dot, 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 women. All that I would return to Egypt in peace and would see the face of my wife. I saw watchers in my vision, a dream vision, vakat. And behold, two of them argued about me and said, dot, dot, dot. And they were engaged in a great quarrel concerning me. I asked them, you, what are you, dot, 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 thus, dot, 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 about me. They answered and said to me, we have been made masters and rule over all the sons of men. And they said to me, Which of us do you choose? Dot, dot, dot. I raised my eyes and saw one of them. His looks were frightening like those of a viper, and his garments were multicolored, and he was extremely dark. And afterwards I looked, and behold, dot, 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 by his appearance, and his face was like that of an adder, and he was covered with dot, 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 together and over his eyes. This watcher, who is he? He said to me, this watcher, and his three names are Belial, Prince of Darkness, and Melchorisha, Vakat. And I said, my lord, what rule, dot, dot, dot. And he said to me, something, dot, dot, dot. And all his paths are darkness, and all his work is darkness, and he is, dot, 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 in darkness, dot, 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 you see. And he rules over all darkness, and I rule over all light and all, dot, dot, dot. Oh, very interesting, right? So Amram here doesn't even address Jochebed except that he loved her very much and didn't touch women while he was away from her. But then he has a vision where we learn that Belial was one of the watchers, one of the watchers from Enoch. He must have gotten away from the eternal punishment that Enoch had pronounced upon all of them. Belial, a watcher? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> what a revelation. But a good watcher with the face of an adder instead of a viper tells him, yeah, he's the bad guy. You got to choose one of us, but I'm the good guy. I'm the good watcher. <gasps> Maybe this explains just a little bit of Qumran's uh, polytheism or henotheism that they enjoy. Maybe there were good watchers? <gasps> Drop the mic, guys. M. Night Shamamalam couldn't have come up with anything even close to this surprising. Anyway, let's read from the next fragment. 
copy of the writing of the words of vision of Amram, son of Kahat, son of Levi, all that he has explained to his sons, dot, 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 on the day of his death, in the year 136. This is the year of his death, in the year 152 of the exile of Israel in Egypt. Also it came to him, dot, 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 and called Uziel, his younger brother, and gave him Miriam, his thirty-year-old daughter, for wife. He made her wedding feast last seven days, and he ate and drank at her wedding feast and rejoiced. Then when the days of the wedding feast came to an end, he sent out to call Aaron, his about twenty-year-old son, and said to him, My son, call to me the messengers, your brothers, from the house of dot, dot, dot. Fragment 4. And I will explain to you your names, that he wrote for Moses, and also about Aaron, dot, dot, dot. I will explain to you the mystery of his worshiping. He is a holy priest to the Most High God. Also all his seed will be holy in all the generations of eternity, dot, dot, dot. The seventh of the men of God's good will, he will be called, and he will be said, dot, 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 and will be chosen as a priest forever, dot, 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 vakat. I announce to you the firm path. I will indeed inform you, for all the sons of light will shine, and all the sons of darkness will be dark. For all the sons of light, dot, 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 and by all their knowledge they will, dot, 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 and the sons of darkness will be, dot, 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 and the sons of darkness will be removed. For every fool and wicked will be dark, and every sage and upright will shine. For all the sons of light will go to the light, to dot, dot, dot. And all the sons of darkness go towards death and perdition. And the people shall have brightness, dot, 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 and they will explain to them. Well, that's the testament of Amram. Uh, we don't get anything about his awkward history. We just get him saying, Aaron's going to be a really, really cool guy that's going to like lead the sons of light. Wow, you know, one day there's going to be a community called Qumran. They're going to talk about Belial and the Watchers and the Sons of Light versus the Sons of Darkness a lot. Boy, it's going to be real coincidental when they find out that this theology is exactly what I talked about. Come on. It's Pseudepigrapha that is most definitely a product of Qumran lying to everybody about Amram, claiming that he wrote this when he did not. These are extremely late doctrines that nobody happens to talk about until you get to about 150 BC. Meaning it ain't biblical. It ain't even approaching the truth. This is Qumran putting words in a dead man's mouth so they can claim that the priesthood gave us these doctrines about the sons of light, the sons of darkness, and the priesthood has always had the doctrines found in Enoch. Ah, yes. It is true Aaronic doctrine for you to believe that Belial was a watcher that somehow got away. It is Aaronic doctrine passed on from father to son, and you really need to keep this in mind, bucko, so that you can join yourselves to our covenant community, unless you're a Gentile in which we hope you die. Um, that's dumb. The whole thing is really, really dumb, but don't worry, we have a lot more pseudepigrapha to read. In case anybody should tell you that the Dead Sea Scrolls are the stuff that was censored out of the Bible, no, it's just a bunch of lies. Literally, lying documents that put words, again, in dead men's mouths to justify a bizarre, hypersectarian, race-worshipping cult out there in Qumran. And we're going to get to that next week with the supposed testimony of Moses. I'm excited for it. I, might, I don't sound like it, but I am. <laughs> All right, catch y'all next week. Amen and amen.